0: Hello, and welcome back to whatever. Let's get started. Thank you, everybody who is listening to this fifth episode of Whatever With Me, your host, Jonathan French. I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, are getting ready for Christmas, just like my wife Farah and I were trying to get gifts together and buy for everyone. We've been doing a lot of online Christmas shopping. That is mainly due to the obvious convenience of online shopping that our culture has grown very accustomed to. Definitely myself included, I love to online shop for things. But today's episode, I'm going to talk about some things in our culture that I experience often that seem to be a plague on the customer experience. And I'm really tired of it and I get discouraged by it because What I'm witnessing are, you know, the people that are in these jobs that are going to be the future and maybe the next manager of their store, Lord forbid. So, let's get into it. My very first job in high school, I was 16 years old, and I worked at a Chick-fil-A in the airport in Indianapolis, Indiana. And they put me through this very intense online training program down in the basement of the airport in the catacombs where it was scary, you know, no one wanted to go. And just hid away down there and sat at a computer and watched DVDs. And yes, they were DVDs. And it focused solely, I mean, not solely, let's. Let's say 98% was how to talk to a client or a customer, whatever you want to say. And I'll never forget the title of the particular program that had been put together. It was called Give Them the Pickle. And it was basically just about go that extra mile. If a customer asks for extra pickles or if they, you know, even the smallest little things don't look at it as an inconvenience look at it as just a way to make their experience just that much better and then sometime later about a year or so later I believe I went from a chick-fil-a to a Starbucks in the same company it was called HMS host and there's there still exists they operate a lot of those uh, stores and shops in the airports all over the country maybe even the world my brother Ryan worked there at the time as well. And when I worked at Starbucks, I mean, you know, when you're dealing with people's coffee, you get mean, rude, angry, belligerent people that are not just angry and rude and belligerent because they want coffee, but because they're traveling and they're irritated and late for a flight or their flight's been canceled, delayed, whatever it is, you get the worst of the customer experience when you're on uh, the other side of that register in the airport. And no, don't worry, I'm not going to sit here and read my resume to you all. That would be horrendously boring. But I just wanted to point out these particular jobs because when I was young, it was my first jobs, I was taught a very valuable lesson in these experiences, not just from my management that I, you know, under, but my parents, you know, you know, coming up, going into a, you know, a job, I was, you know, being told that, you know, leave your bad day at the door, you know, be as mad as you want until you clock in, but then you clock in and you treat people with respect because our job, I'm getting paid to create an experience for the shopper for the traveler, for the client, for the customer. That was my responsibility. To this day, I do my absolute best to live by that same concept. I'm not perfect, I'm sure I I fall short of this as an adult, you know, with a lot of responsibilities and stress, but the principle is still the same. Do your best to Treat either a coworker or a customer or just anyone you're interacting with with the same level of respect and decency you would want from them if the tables were turned. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic by messaging me at whateverthepodcast at yahoo.com. Because I believe most of you listening have is, you know, if you've worked in the customer uh, service industry, have been told this numerous times. Half of doing your job well is listening to the customer, figuring out what they need, what do they want, what are they trying to accomplish. Whatever the case may be, you cannot do your job well if you cannot listen to what they are telling you. So all my ramblings up to this point have been a very long preface to get into the meat of today's content, if you will. Because since my days in customer service, there has been this cultural shift to where we no longer care, apparently, about the consumer. And businesses are not putting an emphasis on customer service anymore and I'm gonna tell you exactly why this is and the why they get away with it 2020 the year the world broke quite literally not just because everyone was getting sick and the people were dying left and right it was the year where businesses were shut down and businesses were being Um, put in a very tight spot where, you know, if you weren't a big company where you could invest in all this online shipping and online retailing, you just basically had to wait out the storm uh, with absolutely no end in sight. People were losing their jobs. People were suddenly so scared to go to work. I mean, because all you heard left and right for months and months and months and months was that you step outside and open your mouth to say good morning to somebody passing you you know down the street you were going to catch their COVID you know you couldn't wave at people because you were going to catch COVID you couldn't uh, just about do anything because you were going to catch COVID and you know when you're a business trying to operate and employ people and And you need people to be present in the building to perform tasks to keep the business functioning and operating. What do you do? Jump ahead several months of the pandemic. Now businesses are slowly opening back up in certain places of the country. Here in Georgia, we had restaurants start slowly opening back up. But you had to wear a mask. And you had to wear like five of them. And you had to cover your eyeballs. You had to cover every inch of your face. So naturally, business owners and managers of these businesses needed employees to come physically back to work to meet the demand that now is there. Clients and customers are coming back in to shop and eat and just live life and just do the normal things that people do. Well, you start seeing the workforce come back But with this new attitude that's almost like, okay, give me a trophy because I am here. And you want to be like, well, you don't get a pass on treating people poorly just because you show up. That's your job. You know, you're getting paid to do this and I'm patronizing your establishment. I deserve more than a cold look and a growl from you. Okay everybody, this is a great place to segue into a segment I'm gonna start calling, I don't know, maybe just the complaint section or complaint segment. I don't know. I'd like to hear y'all's feedback on it if y'all have any better ideas. But the reason I think this uh little item I'm gonna discuss as far as just an actual complaint, it ties in with today's idea because this business I went into was asking for a participation trophy. So, I'm in sports clips with my son, Jackson. He's four years old. I had an appointment, FYI, for 11.20. I had scheduled through the app early uh, in the morning. So I get there right on time. I walk in, I check in. They say, okay, just sit down. Your stylist will be with you shortly. 30 something minutes later, my stylist is ready for us and you know, she was actually sweet. It, this isn't about her and my experience with her. It's more like my frustration with the sentiment of this sign they had in the lobby. Okay, I'm sitting there. The sign, believe it or not, you know, I, and unfortunately I've seen this many times, but it's one of those chalk signs where you can write on it, you know, like you see in Starbucks. So no joke, this sign said, The world is short-staffed. Be kind to those who show up. Uh, What? Uh, You know, just because you show up to open the business and to perform a service that you're getting paid to do, you know, does not give you a pass to like ignore people, which some of the people in there weren't so friendly. Um, And, you know, it's like they put that sign out. as like, oh, just FYI, your experience is going to be really bad because we showed up and we don't want to be here, but just say thank you for showing up. Well, no, I'm not gonna give you a pat on the back and give you a participation trophy just because you show up to do your job. This is ridiculous. But this is the world we live in now. This is ridiculous, it needs to stop. And we need to start putting more emphasis on the customer experience. So, obviously, I guess my biggest question to the management of these businesses is what are you doing you know when you interview these applicants do you even remotely um, vet them for the basic most minimal human interactive skills I mean for heaven's sakes I was 16 years old and I was asked in my first interview, how are you dealing with with uh, strangers? Can you talk to strangers? Are you comfortable meeting people? Are you able to talk to strangers uh, comfortably? In today's environment, I guess I would be asking these folks, do you even like people? Do you want to be around people? Do you even have a desire to meet people? Uh, I mean, it feels like that's definitely not the case right now. And I say that because the title of this episode is called Take Out the AirPods. And that is not just trying to be catchy and like, I don't know, I don't know, trying to draw you in just because it sounds interesting. It is a legit thing. I want to scream at these people. Multiple, multiple times I've experienced what I'm about to share with you. And I, for the life of me, do not know where their management is, where the shift supervisor is, where the floor manager is. No one that apparently seems to be in charge that should be telling these people to stop this particular activity is anywhere to be found. That or there is ridiculous As these people are. Incident number one, I was going through a Del Taco near my house a few months ago, one of the last times I went to this Del Taco. And I love Del Taco, so this, you know, was a big deal for me to stop going to this Del Taco, but this particular thing irritated me so bad. I just, I just couldn't keep going back because it's happened multiple times. Okay, pulling around, I ordered. The lady asked me multiple times what it was. Oh, and then she was like, I was like, well no, this is what I want. And she'd respond back and say this. I'm like, no, no, I, I I don't want that. I want this. Okay. The ordering was a nightmare. I get up to the window and I roll my window down and I'm like, oh, good afternoon, how are you doing? This was like twelve o'clock, so it wasn't like I was in there at the graveyard shift with the zombies. I was in there at like prime lunchtime. And there was no response. And I was just so confused. I'm like, did she not hear me at all? And I said it again. Oh, hello, how are you doing? Nothing again. Just silence. And I'm like, okay, well, it's rude. Well, when this particular person turned her head, she was wearing... A pair of AirPods in one ear so not both so she had one um in the ear not facing the drive-through okay so no coincidence there right and I thought to myself she literally didn't hear what I said so I mean how do you address that with somebody you know because you can't be like oh did you not hear what I said like sarcastically because they didn't and uh, I'm, I'm sighing because it, it irritates me so bad because I wanted to walk into the store and be like, hey, can I speak to your manager? Because I'm sitting here at the drive-thru. They're not getting my order correct. They're not listening to me. And that is because they're wearing headphones. But no, I just didn't want to get the person in trouble. And my personality kind of shies away from that type of thing. I wish I'd had my wife with me at the moment, but I told her about it later, and, oh, oh, buddy. I mean, it literally felt as if they did not want to interact with me as a customer. Doing the very most minimalistic effort to do their job, and... I mean in customer service half of your job is talking to people I mean it kind of goes back to the beginning where we were talking about you know being able to you know talk and interact with people and go that little extra mile for somebody if and if you can't listen to the customer you can't properly help the customer but it's like the management now does not care about the most basic customer service experience ideals if you cannot hire people to do a customer service job that literally requires them to be able to speak to somebody I mean what are you telling the customer you're telling them "I, I do not care about your experience now I just am trying to get through the day until we can close this bad boy up and go home you know, Chick-fil-A does not seem to have this issue. You know, you will not see a Chick-fil-A employee wearing a headphone or, you know, just being so lackluster and just, I don't know, kind of repulsed by their own clientele. You know, so it's not that there are not good people that want to fill these jobs. It's just the management that is in charge of finding these employees and bringing them on and helping provide that customer experience for these other chains and other, you know, just other businesses is just not there. And yes, I mean, I blame most of this on lazy management post-COVID. It was easier, well, I mean, it is easy for them to say, oh, well, you know, post-COVID, you know, it's just harder to get the the workforce to want to show up and, and people are just a lot more, you know, reserved about getting out and working a job now. Well, you know, I'm sorry to break it to you, but, you know, I don't really care. Like, um, and I know that's just not true. You know, I think most people would know that's not true and look right through that. But I mean, all right, let let me tell you this story real quick. I was going through Panda Express and everything else was around it was open, but they would not open the inside. But they said, you can go through the drive-through and use your debit card. Well, I wanted to be like, you know, I'm closer to you in the drive-through in my car, two feet away from you at the the window than I am across that five-foot counter that has the glass over it. And I don't have to hand you my debit card in the store, but I have to hand you my debit card in the car. So you don't want to interact with me because of this. And you're going to be rude to me when I walk in. Apparently, I'm not supposed to walk in. So you you forcibly, (laughs) not forcibly, but they very verbally pushed us out of the building. And said to go through the drive-thru, I'm like, well, you're going to use my debit card. You're going to touch it. If I have COVID or if I have something that's going to harm you, then you're going to be twice as acceptable to it then then you would be me standing here ordering my food and paying with the card on this terminal that you nor I touch at the same time. Yes, it's easy to say that COVID destroyed customer service. And that's true, but it's also not because COVID can't stop somebody from, you know, being who they are. I mean, if, if you like dealing with people and you can deal with people, COVID isn't going to change that. What it is, is that it just gave a pass to all these folks to just do half of the job and blame it on all these environmental issues and health issues. And it's just simply getting ridiculous. Scenario number two. And oh my goodness, this one absolutely is the most frustrated I've ever been in a Walmart. So... I'll say two months ago, I was in a Walmart and walking through there and spending way too much time looking at st- you know stuff I don't really need, but that's what you do when you're in Walmart. And I was with my wife, Vera, and I had to go look for something else. So I was tasked with finding a particular thing, and she went this other direction. Well, I'm walking down the aisle that I think uh, is where the particular item is. And there was someone stocking shelves. And so I passed them a couple of times looking, you know, cause being a guy, I don't want to stop and ask for help unless I absolutely have to. No, no, I'm kidding. I, I didn't wait and wait and wait for ask for help. Um, but after a couple of minutes I did, I stopped and I said, Hey man, um, do you know where this and this is? Well, the guy didn't turn around. He never looked at me. Didn't speak to me. It, it was odd. I'm like, man, that's really rude. So I, I, I said, hey man, you know, I tried to get a little bit louder, like, you know, I need your help. Still nothing. Just like what happened at the drive-through at Del Taco, ignored completely. So, you know, I know in th- you know, today's, you know, political climate, you know, and You don't want, you know, people don't want to get up in their, you know, don't want you getting up in their space. But I, I went up and I kind of tapped him on the shoulder and he kind of got startled and turned around and looked at me. And as he realized I was talking to him, pushed his hair back a little bit and took out AirPods. But this dude was wearing AirPods in both ears. I was just blown away. And You know, that wasn't the last time in that store that that happened. The same store, the same trip. We were down, like, the men's clothing aisle. And there was a lady um, hanging stuff up. And I stopped to ask, uh, just basically the same thing, looking for a particular item. She had AirPods in. I mean, this time I saw it, though. Like, I knew going into asking help that she was wearing AirPods. And she put her hand up to me with a finger, like, to wait. And said to someone on the phone, I'll call you back. And then hung up and took your AirPods out and said, what do you need? I was absolutely disgusted. Our culture is so selfish now, it is unbelievable. It's as if these people that I just described care zero about me as a customer. They care zero about helping me. They're there for one thing, they just want to make money. and. No one blames them for that. I can blame them for taking money on false pretenses, though. You're going to come into a store and you're going to work and you're going to roam around and you're going to hang stuff up and chat with your friends on the phone and completely ignore the people that are in the store trying to, you know, buy goods and utilize your uh, skills and your knowledge of the store. You have no business working there. You should not be working in customer service if you cannot speak to people and you literally recoil at the idea of someone approaching you and asking you to do your job. I mean, clearly, these folk do not seem to have any concept of the idea of do unto others. I mean, I can only imagine how, you know, they would feel if they felt completely completely rejected by me if I was on the other side of that transaction you know more than likely I would have had them complaining to me about it to you know management and I would have probably got in trouble you know like I should you know I should be in you know uh, in trouble and you know reprimanded if I was doing that to somebody I mean when I worked at the airport, well, not even the airport, but in every customer service job I had, you were not allowed to take your phone out of your pocket if you weren't on break and in the break room. Uh, Some of the jobs I had, they had you leave it in a little locker in the back. This culture would collapse in a melted puddle of goo if you told them you had to take your phone out of your pocket and leave it somewhere and go do a job. So let me give you an example of A do unto others scenario that I do live out and I try to teach my kids so not just to do unto others as far as something like a physical thing that you would do or not do to somebody but you know talking about customer service and stores and all this stuff when my kids are in a I don't know we're in like a Old Navy or somewhere where you know they'll have displays of folded t-shirts if we're going through a store like that and my kids disrupt that and they mess something up, I don't let them walk away from that. And I don't go fix it for them. Well, okay, which is fair. I'll go help them because they're still young. But I don't let them walk away from it and let somebody else fix it for them. Like, okay, the person working in that department. I know all about this. So I'm very sensitive to it and I and I know the hard work that goes into some of these things especially this time of year. So if my kids, you know, pick up a toy and they take it somewhere and they want to drop it, I'm like, no, no, where did that go? I'm not going to, you know, ask so-and-so to come put this back for you. I'm not going to give this to a coworker here or a, um, an employee and say, hey, can you put this back? We don't want this. No, it goes over here. You know where it was. You need to go put it back because we don't want to make someone do this job twice. But, you know, I cannot even tell you how many times I, you know, in the customer service industry, that I've worked at an old Navy that I've had adults come in and trash my display that I'd worked on, all to just look at me and be like, all right, fix it. So, with all that being said, I mean, I don't know what the future of the customer service industry looks like. I mean, it's very possible that it'll, you know, digress into more and more online shopping because people just do not want to go interact with people anymore. Well, these are my thoughts. These are my opinions. But...